Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and yet again, we're doing another one of these episodes of Mod Chat, back to back to back. In case you do not know, this is a podcast I do at least monthly here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel, as well as on most major podcasting platforms. If you're wanting an audio-only version of this, you can simply look up Mod Chat, all one word, and you should be able to find it from there, subscribe to it, and hopefully listen to it wherever the hell you want to listen to it from. Now, typically, I don't make these many episodes episodes back to back to back here uh, but I wanted to do some more focused stuff here and despite not having the face cam on this time we're all just going to be doing screen captures this is going to be a little bit more of a visual episode but to anybody who's going to be listening I will do my best to actually explain what's going on here so I'm really going to be covering just one topic in this but this episode might seem a little bit long for a single topic because it's going to be two different things I'm going to be covering the topic and I'm also going to be hopefully helping you all out with this if you're looking for a console which you can use this on. Now I am showing the PlayStation 4 right here and this is on purpose because this is a direct follow-up to my last episode in which I had talked about the 7.50 PS4 jailbreak being released. Well guess what? As of March 14th, just a few days later, the 7.55 jailbreak has been released. Well Kind of. Uh, let's actually get into this here. Right off the bat here, Siliers Govi, who has been working on the jailbreaks here, he has worked on the 6.72 jailbreak and released that, the 7.02 jailbreak, the previously talked about 7.50 jailbreak, and now the 7.55 jailbreak, which is actually kind of the same thing. I will get into that, but the first thing we're looking at here is he ended up tweeting two links. The first one here saying Mira, for 7.55 so Mira has been ported for firmware 7.55 which is awesome and the second one here being jailbreak 7.55 with patches by Alazif and Chindo Chap. So here we go. I mean, this is the jailbreak itself right here, which you can download and hopefully be able to run on your 7.55 console. Now I've just downloaded the PS4JB-755zip and inside of here, just like I explained before, there's a C file, a few JavaScript files, the WebKit folder for 7.50, as well as the index.html. So if you're wanting to go ahead and take this and host it somewhere or even locally on your computer or any other device and accesses from your PS4, you're more than welcome to. Now, if we look at the date modified, this was all on March 12th that this was initially coming out, but you can see on March 14th uh, and as well as 13th, a few more files were updated, and that was because there was a few other things that had to be modified on here. See, the funny thing is here, this was right before, and I actually ended up seeing this tweet immediately after I published the last episode of Mod Chat, where Sillier's Govi ended up saying, I can confirm that this exploit indeed works on 7.55 without any changes. Still no Mira slash Hin though, at least at the time. So this leads me to believe that he might not have tested the previously released 7.50 jailbreak on 7.55. He might have just been testing it on 7.50 and working from there. However, it seems that the all the same stuff ended up working, but the jailbreak didn't work fully, so that's why it still required more work, and it was more of a collaborative effort to get this latest, like the absolute latest release right here. A few other notes, for example, was when he ended up putting out another link saying added the dynelib underscore dl sim patch by Alazif does not seem to fix payloads, and 
that was a big thing. Many people were saying that they were able to run the exploit and get it to the end but it wasn't able to run or accept any payloads for some reason. It's actually even said right here by Zico Shao, where Zico Shao was saying, the 7.50 exploit shared by Slayer's Govi seems to reach all the way to the end in 7.55, but when listening to payloads, when you send one made by Alazif, it immediately throws an out of memory error. So this is what was going on here. Alazif was tweeting about it and had said, working on figuring out why payloads aren't working correctly with some people right now. They also said, well, here Here's what I was adding to the payloads to try and get them to work, and they linked pastebin here, just called it in main. Apparently, it's not more than just a few missing patch in the exploit. I have work in a few hours, so I need to get some sleep, but figured I'd post this first. I thought this bit was funny here, playing whack-a-mole with Juni86, hopefully have it figured out in a bit. However, it was on the 14th in which they said just a few hours before that 7.55 jailbreak, the latest zip was released by Salir's Govey, Alaziv said, utility payloads should be fixed. Expect people to start posting them soon as the issues are known now. I'm waiting until I get them all tested before posting another pack slash hosting them. And funny enough, Alazif end up putting out some payloads and a modified version of the exploit, it seems, at around the same time Slayer's Gove was posting about this, and they even said, this timing may be awesome, probably don't need Mira's loader for the payloads, I just posted with this exploit. In which they linked to a prior tweet with a couple links here and said, payloads must use Slayer's latest exploit and send Mira's Mira loader first to port 9020, then the desired payload to port 9021. Alazif also stated, just remember, lots of people made it happen. It was far from just me working on getting the payloads working. In fact, one of the issues was me overthinking an offset and replacing one I had right one with an incorrect one. The last thing here, which this was retweeted and this was from Zico Shao, and this would be important to anybody asking as well too, but Zico Shao says, the exploit and the payloads from Slayer's Govey and Alazif Alazif work on all three versions, 7.50, 7.51, and 7.55. Please stop asking if they work on your specific version. It's annoying. So that's good to know. Uh, really, since 7.55 is the latest firmware version that this works on, it would be beneficial to be on the latest one just for everyone's sake. So 7.55 would be preferred. However, again, as stated here, even if you're on 7.50 or 7.51, this should work just fine. So there we go. That is about it at this point. The 7.55 jailbreak that is also working on 7.51 and 7.50 is out there and seems to be working. Because it is so new at the moment, there haven't been any specific reports on how reliable this is here. So I'm wondering if it is like 6.72 or 7.02, where some people might not be able to get it working properly, or it might be like a 10% or 20% success rate, what have you. I know the initial release a couple days prior with 7.50 uh, did kind of skew the numbers a little bit just because not everything was working on there. Like for example, you weren't able to send payloads and have them successfully work. Uh, but mind you, it was still working to an extent. So if you have a Joe broken PS4, or if you are wanting to jailbreak your PS4 on 7.55, what are the recommendations? What should you do? What happens from here on out? Well, first of all, I would say wait a little bit. There's not a need to really jump on this unless you are wanting to uh, help out with testing or what have you, or if you're wanting to host this yourself and just mess with it. But if you're just going to be a standard end user, I would recommend 
just waiting for a little bit on this. Wait for all the big hosts to get updated, wait for user reports to come back and see what the success rate is, what the best optimized versions of the jailbreak as well as the uh, the hosts are going to be, and maybe even wait for some more updates to the jailbreak itself, because that's what was happening with 6.72. At the beginning, 6.72 was extremely unstable. However, after several updates that Slayer's Gove was making to the jailbreak, it was getting better in terms of stability. So we might see the same thing with 7.55. If anybody is asking, hey, I have a 6.72, a 7.02, a 5.05 PS4, should I update? And again, I'm going to say just wait for now. Just look at the landscape, see what's going on, and you know, see if you're willing to try it out at a certain point. It could be now, it could be a few days, it could be a few weeks, but just look at it and see if you are willing to take that plunge and maybe see how stable this is all going to be. If it's going to be extremely unstable for you and it's not to your liking, then you you might not want to update right now. The big thing is going to be the payload hosts. So these are mainly what you're going to want to pay attention to. People who are making these hosts that are going to be online or that you can host yourself, you're going to want to wait for them to be updated and you're going to want to see what their recommended success rate and moves and such are going to be right here. I know by the time this goes out, this is probably going to change, but at the exact moment I'm recording this, there is no host available. There's no exploit host that has 7.55 running on it so that means that if you're wanting to use 7.55 this latest jailbreak here you have to host the page yourself and push all the payloads manually which I'm sure most users do not want to do but the best development here is again the 7.55 jailbreak is out there it is working it is in the wild so thank you very much to Slayers Gove congratulations to Slayers Gove for getting to this step here as well well as again Alazif and Chindo Chat for helping out with the patches and troubleshooting and such and anybody else who is involved directly in this process here. Now for this next portion here, we're not going to be talking about any news. I actually did a video about this with 6.72 and 7.02, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to roll this up into this episode of ModChat, and this is going to be some tips for getting a hold of a PlayStation 4 on firmware 7.55. There's a lot of people who have been interested in jailbreaking their PS4s or getting a hold of a jailbroken or a jailbreakable PlayStation 4, and they're not exactly sure how to do that. So if you've seen that previous video, I'm actually going to be repeating a lot of what I said there with some changes, but if anybody is looking for kind of a buying guide on here, and this is not going to be like a one-size-fits-all, it's really going to depend on your budget, your area, your situation, just all of that. So these are just kind of the tips that I have here that I would be looking out for if I was in the market to get a PlayStation 4 on firmware 7.55 or lower. Now the first thing you need to know if you are going to be looking for a PlayStation 4 on firmware 7.55 or lower is how to actually check for the firmware version. To do this it's very simple. If you fire up your PlayStation 4 you have to go up to settings, you then go all the way down to system, look I'm just missing that, and you go to system information. Inside of system information it's going to tell you system software and there's going to be a number. As you can see, mine is 7.02, which means mine will work just fine, and I can update this all the way up to 7.55 and still have a jailbreakable PlayStation 4. 
If you are looking for a jailbreakable PlayStation 4 right now, as I'm recording this, this is March 14th of 2021, you want a PS4 on firmware 7.55 or lower. If it's on a lower firmware, you can always update it to 7.55. However, that's what you're looking for. If it's on firmware 8.00 or higher, you're done. You're, you're not going to be able to utilize this method here. You cannot jailbreak your PS4 with the 7.55 jailbreak. Just really have to stress that. It's also worth noting that every PlayStation 4 model is going to work, whether you have the PS4, PS4 Slim, or PS4 Pro. So any of those models is going to work just fine for this. Now, even though we just left that screen, you might want to check that on your own PlayStation 4 if you're wanting to jailbreak it. I know it sounds a little bit silly but there are several people I'm sure who are watching this who have not taken their PS4 online in a while they might not have used their PS4 for whatever reason or they might even have multiple PlayStation 4s in their household so if you have a PS4 that you don't think you've run since around October 2020 you haven't taken it online again you just fire up the PlayStation 4 you go to settings go down to system and in system information, you check that system software version. And if it is on 7.55 or lower, you have already found yourself a jailbreakable PlayStation 4 in the comfort of your own home. Whether you are wanting to jailbreak your PlayStation 4 in the future or you're wanting to do it now, I would recommend while you're here in system, also go down to automatic downloads and just disable everything in here. But at minimum, you're going to want to disable system software update files so you're not just automatically updating your system. This is even including people who might be on 8.00, 8.01, or 8.03, one of those firmwares. There have been many people right now, the most recent firmware is 8.03, and many people have said, when is a 8.03 jailbreak coming out? The answer is probably not for a while, but if you're wanting any chance of your PS4 hopefully getting jailbroken kinda soon, or I guess the soonest that you can access it, stop updating your system. Just stop updating your system. I, I've reiterated this many times in the past with not just this, but with other jailbreaks as well too. But if you take your system offline, you keep it offline, and you stop updating it, you'll hopefully be able to get a jailbreak here. Well, maybe sooner than, you know, a firmware 9 or firmware 10 PS4, if that ever does happen. Now, I'm sure there's a few people who are watching and listening who might be jumping for joy and saying, oh, wow, it's been totally worth it that I stopped playing my PlayStation 4 eight months ago and it's jailbreakable now. So they might be super excited. But if you are not one of those people, that means you're going to have to secure yourself a PlayStation 4 if you do not want to wait for a newer jailbreak, which I personally have a feeling this is my speculation, my own personal feelings, me right here. I don't think we're going to see another, you know, jailbreak this close here this soon. I could absolutely be proven wrong, and it would be great if I was proven wrong on that, but that's just kind of my feeling on this. So, if you're willing to spend a little bit of money and you're wanting to pick up a jailbreakable PlayStation 4, I do have some tips for that, which you are probably here for, but we're going to have to move over to the PC to take a look at a few things. First of all, we have to get a date in mind here, and the date is October 14th. I'm saying this October 14th, 2020, because that is when firmware 8.00 was released to the public, meaning that any PlayStation 4 that has been on PlayStation Network October 14th, 2020 or later is no longer exploitable to this jailbreak. If you're talking with someone who they haven't taken their PlayStation 4 online since 
I don't know, October 2nd of 2020, more than likely their firmware is at most 7.55, so they should hopefully be able to have a jailbroken PS4 or jailbreakable PS4 in this case. But that's what we're looking for. If a PS4 has been online on or after October 14th of 2020, it has firmware 8.00 at minimum, and it is not going to work for what we're doing here. I've referenced this site before as well too in the video I talked about with 6.72 and 7.02. This is from Wikiwand, and here you can actually look at different PlayStation 4 models, and I like having this because it shows uh, not all of them, but a whole lot of models, their, you know, which bundle they came in, the model number, but also the base firmware that they came in. And the kind of expensive but more guaranteed route of going about this, which people have done for many previous jailbreaks, has been buying a console bundle that is centered around a specific game. Like just as an example right here, I don't think anyone's going to want to do this, but if you end up stumbling upon a brand new inbox Battlefield 4 bundle, you would know that it should come with firmware 1.01. .01 quite an old system right there. Now, I pretty much drilled all the way down to the end here because another big thing has happened where you remember uh, October 14th, that is when the 8.00 firmware update came out. And just about a month later, in November of 2020, the PlayStation 5 came out. And I'm saying that because there's really not many PS4 bundles that had really happened near the end because all the efforts were going towards the PlayStation 5. But on top of that as well too, there's probably not going to be any other, you know, specific game bundles. Really, the only other big bundle, there's a few others, like for example, if you're looking for a PlayStation 4 Pro, if you find the Death Stranding bundle brand new, like not opened up, not taken taken online, not updated, it should come with firmware 6.70 out of the box. The latest PlayStation 4 Pro bundle that I am seeing here, and this makes sense, is for The Last of Us Part 2. And if you buy one of these brand new inbox, again, I'm really stressing this, it's not like something that has been taken out, tested for five minutes, put back in, like taken out and updated or anything. This is something that is sealed, brand new, never been turned on outside of the factory. It should come with firmware 7.02, which indeed would work for what we're doing. So if you manage to buy, for example, a Last of Us Part 2 limited edition PS4 Pro bundle, you know that as long as it's brand new and it has not been updated, you know that it is going to be exploitable and it will work for a jailbreakable system. Same with others such as, just like I mentioned here, the Death Stranding PS4 bundle. The only downsides with these are that they are going to be expensive because they're for specific games, they're older stock, and they're limited editions already. Like, this is all in US dollars, but just looking on Amazon right here, if I wanted to buy a brand new inbox PS4 Pro, the Last of Us Part 2 limited edition, I'd be paying at least $630 USD. And even if I did the same thing with the Death Stranding bundle, it would be, well, I'm looking at the used ones here, but just like if I want to get like a brand new one, we're looking at about $700 right there. So again, you don't want to, if you're looking for an exploitable system, if you're going the bundle route, you want to get a new bundle, the most you might want to do if it's like brand new but it's been out of box is if somebody, for example, I did this with my PS4 when I got it, I had bought a technically brand new PS4, but it was taken out of the box, it was hooked up to a TV, and there was photos of it taken just to confirm that it was booted up for like five minutes to confirm that it worked, 
and that it was on a low firmware. But that was it, the owner did not update the firmware past that, and it was advertised as a low firmware PS4. A situation like that is certainly fine. Now there's even some other bundles as well too that you can check out, like for example over in Asia, this God of War and Last of Us Remastered Pro Bundle. It should come on firmware 6.72 or 7.02 if it was brand new. Over in Europe, there's the Fortnite Neo Versa Bundle, this for a PS4 Pro, and it came with up to firmware 7.00. Even the absolute latest bundles, so these are some you might want to look out for as well too, uh, just for anybody who is of course overseas, but the Mega Bundle or Mega Pack 3 over in Asian territories, it had a 3 disc in one package, so it had Gran Turismo 6, Marvel Spider-Man, and Horizon Zero Dawn. With a 3-month PS Plus subscription code, it came on firmware 7.50, while as the Slim Hits bundle over in Europe came with Marvel Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Ratchet & Clank, that came on firmware 7.50 as well, with this one saying that, yeah, this was pretty recent. This bundle was first released on August 28th, 2020. So something like that is fine. It should be noted those last ones I mentioned are for the Slims. Yes, there are a few limited edition regular PlayStation 4s that came out, so the original fat model, but they're several years old, and as you can see, like the latest ones were on like 5.03, 5.07, because they really haven't been manufactured for a while. It's really just the Slim and the Pro that are out. The reason why I'm pointing out all these different bundles is because you can see them. If you find a brand new one, you can cross-reference it here, see which firmware it's on, or even vice versa. Just look for any of these. Like, if you're in a European territory, just look up Slim Hits Bundle PS4 Slim, and hopefully pick up a brand new one, and it should be on firmware 7.50 if it is indeed brand new. Now let's talk about the used market. If you are picking up something used, a couple websites that I'm at least pointing to here would be eBay. This is one of the bigger ones here, obviously. And I just did a quick search for PS4 7.55, and there is nothing on here. At the moment that I am covering this, there's absolutely nothing. Like, let's even look at, I don't know, PS4 console refurbished. Yeah, there's nothing here covering the firmware itself. And that's fine, but that might be a search that you might want to keep saved. However, one that also works is PS4 low firmware, where the first thing you are seeing here is a PS4 on firmware 1.7 which most people probably don't need something that low. However, you can certainly look at other models, where right here you have an original PlayStation 4 on 6.72 for 250 bucks. Uh, you have one here on firmware 8.03, we do not want to get that. There's another one for, you know, 270 your best offer, this is an original PS4 on firmware 6.72. Uh, so just looking for these older firmware units, uh, that's what you want to do here. You can look up low firmware, you can look up maybe jailbreakable, what have you, just something like that. I even just did a search for PS4 jailbreakable, and you're seeing 5.05, 5.05, 6.72, and yeah, they do go for more money than uh, a, you know, just standard used PS4, and also you're going to be picking up a used PS4 here in case that's not what you want to do, but regardless, this is more of a way to guarantee if you're going to pick up a used system how you can get one on a lower firmware. Now, even though I've pointed to Amazon before, 
the only thing is with used systems on here, the details really aren't going to be there for firmwares, if ever. Uh, I suppose if you want to like message a seller and ask which firmware it might be on, you can try that. But typically, it, they're not going to like in the listing. They're not going to put the firmware that it's on or even mention that. You can certainly try your luck, but typically on eBay, that's where you're going to have that annotated more obviously. Now here, I'm also going to be looking at GameStop, and they of course don't annotate which firmware their PS4 is on. However, I will just say this, this isn't a guarantee that this always happens, I'm just saying that this is policy. Typically, I know with GameStop what they will do if they get a PlayStation 4 in, or really any other console, they do take it in, they do a little bit of testing, but part of the process of getting it purchased and set up for sale before they box it back up is typically they're going to wipe the system, but they also do connect it online and get the latest firmware update for the system and apply it. So that means if a PlayStation 4 has been traded in a week ago into your local GameStop, it's probably on the latest firmware version. And if GameStop hasn't updated that system, most likely the previous owner has updated that system before they were selling it. So really what I'm saying here is GameStop is probably not going to be the best bet for that. For local game shops, if you have any of those near you, maybe. And that's actually a little bit more flexible because the nice thing is you can actually even ask them if they are willing to take a look at the firmware version on the PlayStation 4. And this is kind of where we're getting into local shops as well as maybe other local dealings such as Kijiji or Craigslist or any other local sale site. If you're picking up a used PlayStation 4, first of all, if you're just searching for it on a local sale site, as I said, such as Craigslist, there might be people who are already advertising low firmware, jailbreakable, jailbroken, uh, 6.72, 7.02, point five five they might be advertising that already in their listing however if they are not you could just ask them hey i'm interested in picking up this ps4 but could you check the firmware version on it and just be nice just be polite with them and especially if you're really wanting to pick it up just tell them like honestly hey i'm wanting to pick up this system but i'm looking for a specific firmware version could you please check it for me and if they don't know how to do it just guide them and it's very simple i'm going to show you for like the third time in this video you can tell them to turn on the ps4 they have to go up to settings they have to go all the way down to system and then go to system information. And they could either take a photo of this screen or they could tell you what the system software number says. And if it says 7.55 or anything lower, you can then decide if you want to buy it at that point. Some people might be a little bit iffy about that, especially if they are going to be doing this at a used game shop. And unfortunately, there's not any other way to tell the firmware version on it. Like for example, you can't just like look at the serial number or look at like scan the UPC or look at the model number and say, hey, this system is on 8.03 or this one's on 6.72. No, it, it entirely depends on who has owned it and which hands have touched that system and what has happened to that system if it's been taken online you know a year ago if it was updated yesterday what happens on there this also counts for GameStop I suppose like those bigger chains but if you go to a shop where right now it's been five months since the 8.00 update came out if you go to a shop and they have a PS4 that they've had in stock for at least six months then it's probably going to be on that lower firmware. But if it's just been in stock for two weeks, it's probably going to be on a higher firmware. But you can always double check. All I recommend here, I mean, this is just kind of 
human stuff right here, not really a technical tip, but just be nice, just be honest about it, and just say I'm looking for a system on a lower firmware version. It has to be 7.55 or lower. Can you please check it for me? And I say this because I have done this. I've not only done this at shops in the past, but I've also done this with in-person deals as well too. And again, I'm just, I'm nice to them. I just let them know like, hey, the price is fine. I agree to that. I do want to pick this up, but my only contingency is if it's on this firmware version. And that's really the best way that you can do it as well too. Again, this is kind of getting more into a social tip here, but if you are okay with paying that and you do want to agree to it and everything, just tell them, look, I, I do want to purchase this from you. I'll give you the asking price. It just has to be on this specific firmware version. If it's not, I'm sorry, I don't want it. If it is, we can purchase, like I can purchase this from you. I have no issue with that. You just don't want to waste this seller's time and their time doesn't want to feel wasted either. You know, as a final recommendation for trying to get a hold of a low firmware PlayStation 4, this is going to be a huge, huge, your mileage may vary type thing. And I do not recommend this to everyone because not everyone is going to want to do this. This, however, has been brought up to me several times, and even in the last video I did, this was brought up as a very valid way of doing it. However, I am going to stress this is not for everyone, and it's going to be a really big risk if you want to purchase this, you want to try it out, and especially if you're trying to get a hold of a low firmware PS4. What is this solution that could possibly work for you? It's buying a broken PlayStation 4. Now, this is going to require some technical know-how. It's going to require taking a risk, and it's going to require a bit of a time sink because there's not going to be a guarantee that you'll be able to repair the PlayStation 4 depending on what it is described here, what the issue is going to be, how knowledgeable you're going to be on this issue with diagnosis and troubleshooting. There could be PS4s that require component-level repair that people cannot do, or you might get a hold of a PlayStation 4 that has a bad hard drive, which is incredibly easy to swap out, or you could just have something that has maybe a broken laser or what have you. I'm not going to get into all the specifics on this because, again, this is really going to be more for advanced users, but I will say if you are trying to either locally or even online pick up a PlayStation 4 and you feel confident with being able to fix a system, this could possibly be a way of getting a hold of a lower firmware PlayStation 4 for less money than normal. However, do keep in mind as well too, even if you do get it up and running and working, it's not going to be guaranteed that this PlayStation 4 is going to be on a low firmware. In fact, you might not be able to even get that firmware version from the seller depending on what the issue is, especially if it's something like a broken HDMI port. Again, I am going to stress here, this is, if you're willing to take the risk and spend the time and the money on this, this is definitely a worthwhile method that you can use, but it's certainly not going to be for everyone. So there we go. That is about it for this episode of Mod Chat. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Hopefully there's not too much of a Mod Chat overload right now. I'll be honest, I think this is this is probably going to be the last episode of Mod Chat of the month. There's been geez, three episodes of Mod Chat within the past week. So you know what? I, I'm just thinking of a keyword we can use here. How about shop? for this. For anybody who does not know, I like to pick a keyword or a key phrase and have people comment using this and integrate it somehow into their comment. And if they do comment with this keyword or key phrase, I know that they will have made it to the end of this episode of Mod Chat. And this episode's keyword is going to be shop. 
What is your favorite place to shop at? What shops do you hate? Are you going to be shopping around for a PlayStation 4 now? Are you going to be selling off your PlayStation 4? I don't know. Do you just want to shop as a pastime or what have you? Just get creative with it, I suppose. But if you use that word shop in your comments, I know you made it to the end of this episode. Anyways, that is about it for this episode of Mod Chat. This is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. And until next time.